It's such a fine line between stupid and, and clever. Yeah, it's just a little turnabout. It's a madhouse! A madhouse! Yeah, there seems to be some sort of communique. It's the Ty and Matt Show with Matt and Ty. Let's get some dirty. And we're back. Oh, my God. We did it again. Yeah. We did it again. Yeah, What a hot streak we're on. I know. This is what? Uh, three, four? We're three in, I think. Three? We've done three. This will be number four. This will I, be I'll, number four. I think my favorite, when we were in college and we did this, yes. and we would like do it by seasons, which was just like semesters, yeah. I think our last season was my favorite because it was one episode. It was. Uh, it, it was almost like a season of Black Mirror. It was even shorter. Like sometimes they'll do three episodes. We were like, no, just do one. Yeah, we, or we celebrated so much too. Oh, was it a douchey episode? Let me tell yeah, you, I uh, forgot the, about that. Um, yeah, go National back. National Champions. Go back. Yeah, it's still in the feed. I believe it was called National Champions, as Ty just said. And boy, did we toot our own horns and then never return to the podcast studio again. <laughs> Oh my god! I like all I remember is it was like that last semester, and your college is a nightmare. The last semester, yes, because it's like the impending doom of unemployment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, student loans are about to kick oh, in. Are they ever? And then your professors expect you to still give a shit about like I think I had to write a PSA commercial, and it's like how could I give a shit right yeah, now? Yeah, you're. <laughs> it's the truth because yeah, you're you're handed these these projects that are kind of sometimes mundane. It's like do an, an industrial, you know, corporate style how-to video. And you're just like, oh my God, I'm not going to have a job in a couple months. And I have these loans to pay for. And you start freaking out and you can't focus on, you know, like making your fake HR video. Can my homework just be applied to food stamps? Like how does yeah. that process work? Uh, that should have been like part of the curriculum. That should have been, a, the group assignment should have been all of us finding an apartment we could all afford <laughs> if we went like, Five ways in Flop on Flop House one hundred and one. Extra credit was finding the cosigner. Whose stepmom wants to be the cosigner? Yep, yep. That's how you get the extra credit in that assignment, dude. Yeah. Honestly, it, 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 I'm having like PTSD style flashbacks to that time. Just talking about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was just, it was just a weird time because it's. I don't know. Like, I think the hardest part of that last semester. Is just getting to graduate because I just remembered every little hoop yet because it's like you have to submit forms. You got to get the the wizard out. Uh, what is it? What am I thinking of? The the robe. Oh, or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. To wear. I, yeah, the wizard gown. Yeah, and you have to wait in fucking line for it, and it's just a whole pro- like it doesn't get easier. No, it just like it gets harder. They're like not on. Not only are you doing the classes and all the bullshit. But you still have to do more shit to get the graduation stuff all situated. Do you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking that we should take this this advice and do some live gigs where we talk to the young people, talk to high school students yeah. and tell them like, you know, what's what's going to be going on in college. And, and they're going to ask like, what have you two accomplished? And we're going to say, well, we graduated college like some of you fuckers yeah. won't. You know yeah. what I mean? And like we brought we, we brought a podcast. Back. Yep. Yep. And we have to Dang. say it that way. We have to call them fuckers. Because yeah. that that that'll be shocking to the children in these public schools. It wakes them up. Wakes them up. Exactly. They're scared fucking, straight. They're drones. They're zombies. That's you right. Gotta, yeah. A little slap in the face with some language. Yep. One of us is like you know the one that's like, hey Matt, settle down. Come Good on, cop, like, bad cop. 
Yeah, like, guys, we get it, huh? We all vape in the bathroom. Totally. And they're like, oh, these guys are cool. Oh, my God. I would the, I would blow their minds. I'd show up with the mango jewel pods. They're like, I thought these were outlawed. I'd be like, oh, oh. Yeah. You know, college education helped me find those. Yeah. Yeah. It's called the black market. Yes. Yeah. That it is. <laughs> Something you'll learn about when you're trying to find class notes because you don't feel like studying. Yeah. You know how to dig deep on the internet. You know how to really find some things, oh, okay? Yeah. Take some notes right now. Take some notes. I dare I dare one of you to find some some kind of drug on the internet right now. Oh my god. Most of these For, schools are just riddled with drugs as it is. They go out in the hallway. Sound like an old man. We sound like old guys. They just go out in the actually, hallway and we're bragging drugs. about getting drugs off the internet when these kids could just get it from like right outside their classroom. Yeah, the teachers probably. Yeah, that no guaranteed that either that or their doctors. Yeah. I mean, it's everyone's kind of just handing drugs to kids. Yeah, you know what a world. <laughs> I, guess, I guess maybe we don't do high schools. Maybe no. maybe junior college speed. Junior college. Yeah, we're colleges. Those kids are fucking suckers, dude. Yeah. Anyone that falls for the college scam—that's the new like—that's the new angle of who I'm going to be on this podcast. Oh yeah. Anyone that falls for the college scams a sucker. And right now, uh, if you subscribe right now, if you type in Ty Colgate 2019, I will give you my free book yes. that explains how to become an entrepreneur in 30 minutes. Yep. Then once you tell your secret to them and you get the person involved, then you just get two of their friends and then they get two of their friends. Yeah. And, and, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Start a podcast, write a book. You only use the podcast to sell the book. Don't worry about the content. God knows we have it. God knows. Yeah. I got hit up for one of those, uh, what are in my opinion, scams, uh, like my first semester in college, some kid I worked at uh, an ice cream place with, just out of nowhere, I get a call. He's like, hey, you want to hang out? Yeah. Well, it was, I was in Florida. This kid was in Pennsylvania. So he's like, can I give you a, hey, what are you up to? I'm like, I'm in Florida. He's like, can I give you a call? I'm like, okay. Like, I really didn't want to talk to him. But I was just being nice. Something I don't do anymore. I'm a lot tougher no, these can't. days. But I, I had the same thing happen when I uh, graduated high school and like that window of time before you go to college and you're still back home and all that. Yeah. He uh he's like, Hey, I really wanna like hang out, meet I want you to meet one of my friends and all that and like you're I'm so naive, I'm like, Wow, okay, wow, I'm making friends. Yeah. This is cool. And then we meet up and it's literally like a whole PowerPoint presentation on um Multi-level marketing or whatever, what's that called? Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, you know, Amway, whatever the fuck. Yeah, that's, what, that's all, what it was like, for me. It was Amway. Yeah, yeah, Amway, they have new ones now. Uh, I think Herbalife. Yeah. You know, you buy and you sell some fucking vitamins. You yep. know, go to some high schools, push them on the teachers. The teachers push them on the kids. Yep. It's called it's called supplemental income. Boom. Very important. I like that. I like that. Uh, that's two levels. <laughs> I love yeah, that. Yeah, two levels you're, you're working on there. You're playing well, three-dimensional chess while everyone else is playing checkers. I love how they like they can't call it like you're not going to make enough to live, okay? But it's supplemental. Yeah, come on, this is what Richard Branson did. This. Why do you think he started his airline? That's not going to pay his yeah, bills. He got in supplemental exactly, and you have to diversify that portfolio because Richard Branson was oh, into like one. records and airlines. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I never would have thought of those two things together, but that's why he's a billionaire. And I have a no, podcast and a blog. Well, half a podcast. Well, look, <laughs> you know, speaking of supplemental income. Yes. You know, the best thing you could do when you start podcasting is really whore yourself out immediately. That's right. Find anyone 
that is willing to not listen to this podcast. Uh, and, and today we found someone that hasn't listened to a single episode. I'm pretty positive. Nope. And actually has faith in us. But for good measure, we will. We're going to give a live ad read. This is kind yeah. of like we haven't had one since what Johnson and Johnson was our first one. Yes, um, uh, giant conglomerate. Yes, but they yeah. uh, they have since moved on. Um, you know, yeah. they didn't re up. We understand. So, but I'm I'm excited about the the new sponsor we have. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that new sponsor is Uncle Daryl's Premium Douche. Ladies, are you looking to up your feminine hygiene game? Well, who better to help you with your feminine hygiene game than a man? Head out to your local gas station and pick up a bucket of Uncle Daryl's Premium Douche today and learn why women all across the country are calling Uncle Daryl's Premium Douche safe to use, but only barely, and nothing more than water with a strange color and odor. Snatch some for yourself today. Uncle Daryl's Premium Douche. Wow. So wow. our thanks to Uncle Daryl's Premium Douche for keeping yeah. the lights on here at the Tide Match Show. Yeah. No, I mean, can he be my uncle? It's like all I'm thinking of. What a, That's a moving ad. What, what, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's not a creepy thing for your uncle to get into. Premium Douches. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, you know, make sure you check them out. You know, it's a small, I'd say mom and pop shop, but I guess it's like a small uncle shop. Yep. Uh, and it's cool what he's doing. Totally. Like, when I'm in need of uh, premium douche, Uncle Daryl's. Yeah, Uncle Daryl's. I And I hope all the lady listeners, you know, if you're driving and you're listening to this, just pull off to the side, write it down. Uh, that is going to be Uncle U-N-C-L-E, yep. uh, Daryl's D-A-R-R-Y-L. S. Yes, that's Premium the tricky. Douche. It's Daryl with a Y. That's tricky. Yeah, uh, it is kind of a curveball, uh, but you know, it is premium. It is a douche. It's exactly what I would recommend to anyone because it does keep the lights on. Yes, uh, and clean. I mean, yeah. I mean, Matt's literally recording this in the basement yep. right now. We need all the help we can get. Do we so, ever? Uh, yeah. Uh, hopefully, Uncle Daryl hangs around a little yeah. bit. Do you know what else have, helps to get listeners? What? Solid interviews. Oh, and I think we have convenient. I think we actually have one this week. You think so? Yes. Who do you think? Who do who do I think? I feel like we're playing chicken. What if we just don't know? Like, what if we're just who do you think? <laughs> it was recorded so long ago, we forgot who it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we're just, just gonna keep going. Like, like, like I'm scrambling for notes. I'm like, uh, well, Matt, what? Who do you think is? Uh, um, is it Jordan? Oh, no, no, we had him last week. No, it is. No, I, I, I'm excited about this guest, uh, mostly because she's from L.A. and she's guaranteed better than anyone listening to this podcast That's right. right now. Only by zip code. Uh, I mean, it's really yeah. not personality. Only zip code. It starts with like a nine. Uh, le- a d- yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know the rest of the letter or numbers, letters. Jesus Christ. Uh, Fucking. We're going to have to re- redo education. this whole Yeah, can we redo this? Thing. Whatever you do, please don't put this recording. Let's do another yeah. one and don't put this one out there. Um, but for safety, I will say, ladies and gentlemen, give it up. For Mahaley Griffith. Mahaley, what is going on? Hello. I'm doing well on this fine West Coast morning. Um, I don't look the best. I just told my hair and makeup stylist to go home because I forgot I wasn't doing a TV appearance. It was a podcast appearance. Of course. But other than that, I'm excited to be here. Oh, nice. We're excited to have yeah, you. Yeah, this is great. Thank this you. This is, uh, and again, I know I, I harp on this, and this is always like a thing, but here's what's cool about Mahaley. You know, these other people we've had on, yeah, sure, it was like Austin or Dallas or whatever the fuck in Texas, and then, <laughs> yeah. you know, we've had New York, and we've had, 
you know, I think someone was in Florida, something. But you know what? Here's what's cool about yeah. Mahaley. She's been to New York and L.A., so she's guaranteed better than whoever's listening to this podcast. Yeah, I'm the yeah. best. Yes, awesome. When, when did you move out to L.A., Mahaley? Uh, in May. So and, I've been here a few months. Okay, how, how, how are you liking that? How is that comparing to New York? Oh, so I can compare so much. Actually, I constantly am comparing, and I think people are getting annoying because I'm trying to prove that I made the best decision by moving here. So I'm like, wow, the driving here is so much better. The weather is so much better. But in all honesty, I definitely like it a lot more than New York so far. I've only been here a few months, so I can't say guaranteed. But I really I love the weather. It's always sunny. Um, I love my apartment. I have three balconies in my apartment, and I had no oh balconies God. in New York. So... Uh, that, that's that's a net gain of like three hundred percent. Yeah, and I when it comes to balconies, like hundred dollars more, which you know, it's still pricey. It's very expensive to live in both these places, but you get so much more bang for your buck. Um, loving my job, loving the culture at my job, um, loving my neighborhood. Um, I have a car. I don't know if I mentioned that. I have a car again. Um, nice. So it's been great driving. I have my cat here with me. Uh, so yeah, I'm. I'm really liking it here so far. Those those are famous last words because I said that when I was in New York too, and I ended up moving. <laughs> but we'll get we'll give it two years before I, I make that decision again. Yeah, I mean, I, let's see. After LA, the only big like you, you've done the two biggest media markets in the country. I guess Chicago would be next for you. Yeah, and see, I don't want to go to cold weather anymore. <laughs> then don't go there. Yeah, don't, don't I don't want to go to cold weather anymore. No, now now where are you? For those that don't know, I mean, I know. He knows. But where are you working, and what what do you do there? Okay, so I work for Viacom. Um, it's a major um, media corporation that owns networks like Paramount, TV Land, Comedy Central, um, and we actually just bought CBS. That's like new news um, that is all over LinkedIn, and mm-hmm. uh, so it's it's exciting to work for such a big corporation. And I actually was working in their headquarters in New York. And I decided I wanted a change. And so I had talked to my bosses about if I could possibly be transferred to the West Coast. And they said that that was great. So I ended up making the making the move. And um, I had kind of been thinking about moving to L.A. when I was in New York and didn't really know, like, how to get there, what I was going to do. And I debated, you know, just dropping everything and moving out and trying to figure everything out from there. But that's a cooler way to do it, honestly. I know. Yeah, it's really fun to struggle. Um, but luckily, don't we know it, <laughs> but luckily I, I was very, very, very fortunate enough to be able to just communicate to my managers that I wanted to make the change and they were totally down for it. And so I'm really, really happy to come out here with a job and be pretty, pretty good. That's like the best way, best case scenario. Yeah. If you're I'm, trying I'm to look really for a new, lucky. new gig. So I'm, I'm thankful. That, that's awesome. Especially, oh man. So, so what you work for Viacom. Mm-hmm. Which is basically like a third of television. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and what what does your job entail? Oh, sorry, I didn't I didn't say what I did. So I'm a post production <laughs> operations coordinator. Um, so what I essentially do is I'm just kind of like a babysitter for uh, making sure production companies and networks are aligning and that production companies are getting the shows to air on time. Um, <laughs> so we our job can seem pressuring because you know, some people have deadlines that are like, oh, our boss just wants to see this at this time and whatever, but our deadlines are air dates. (laughs) So it can be a lot of pressure to, you know, make sure that we're getting shows in on time so that they make air dates. But, uh, you know, I I honestly think because it's so pressuring, it's not pressuring. Like we just kind of don't really 
let it affect our work we're kind of like you know mm-hmm. if we miss an air date we miss an air date it is what it is not yeah. the end of the world but but we work we work really hard and we we do our best to get everything going on time we haven't missed an air date so we're good there um, that's good and yeah it's def- it definitely it wasn't anything i ever expected to be doing i mean i was telling you guys earlier i'm a theater major <laughs> i was on to be an actor oh. um and this is the complete opposite but um it's kind of uh, an odd story how i fell into it i started out, out as an executive assistant because I know um, being an assistant is just, you know, if you want to be a producer, director, writer, a lot of those people start off as the assistants to those people, to those folks. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be a producer. So I was like, you know, I'll get some ex- assistant experience. And then when I'm ready to leave this job in a year and move on to being a producer's assistant, then I'm going to have that kind of experience. But we just had like a lot of company changes within my department, like within two weeks, like my boss was gone. I didn't have a boss. Uh, I thought that mm-hmm. I was going to lose my job. Um, I was begging the, the department to keep me on. I was like, I promise I can do something to help you guys. I just like, because, you know, after you apply to 50 jobs in a month and you get one interview, it's, yeah. you don't want to lose that. Uh, you, <laughs> when you finally get that job, you don't want to lose it. So I was just mm-hmm. begging them, you know, please keep me on, please keep me on. So they kept me on as a department assistant for um, a few months and I was just kind of helping out where I could. And uh, luckily I had a really great manager who really believed in me and I worked ethic and he was trying to get me to train um, in doing coordinator stuff because he thought that that's where my future laid was being a coordinator. So I did assistant stuff, dabbled in coordinating. And then I finally was like, you know, I think I need to need to make the move and I need to talk to my bosses about a promotion. And so I, I set up a meeting with them on my own. I took that initiative and I set up a meeting with them and uh, just to discuss my future with the company. And we all sat down in a room and I honestly thought that they were gonna let me go uh, when we all, when they all agreed to that, mo- that to that meeting, but it, it ended up going the opposite direction and they, they agreed to the promotion. And then I've been a coordinator since. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, so it's definitely like a different path than a lot of people take. And like I said, I didn't, like this is, isn't really what I ever thought I was going to be doing. Um, I don't ha- really have any experience in post-production at all. Uh, mm-hmm. So well, don't say it out it's loud. interesting that I'm here, but I'm happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Time? I was just going to say, don't say that out loud. You know, this is, we are releasing this. So guaranteed your manager is hearing this. Uh, so. Oh, no. I mean, I'm extremely upfront with people. <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, I, I don't have any experience in this. I mean, I edited sometimes, but, but, I, I have experience now. Well, I mean, you trained like a lot of us did. I think everyone that's ever been on this podcast in the minor leagues of collegiate television. Yes. At a little show called Tonight's the Night. Yeah. Yes, yes. Very big deal. Where we all started, and, humble beginnings. That's right. And, and having worked with you there, I'm not not the least bit surprised that you're you're succeeding in, in that arena. Oh, thank you. Because really that was, uh, yeah, no problem. That, that was I always thought that was your strong suit when we worked with you was was the organization and and producing you're gonna be killer at that when you get the shot. Thank you. Um, because yeah, you you had to do it there. Like I said, small scale, minor leagues, yeah. but uh, you you did it and you did it well. Hey, I, you know, I honestly, from the experience of being coordinator and also an assistant, I don't think when it comes to organization there is a minor leagues. I think like organization for anything is is can be challenging. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I definitely, I think tonight's tonight really helps to kind of bring that love of organizing and managing to me. I always knew I had it in me, but I think being on that show kind of made me realize that 
that was where I wanted to go. I wanted to just help organize things, move things forward, make things easy, communicate, because uh, I just think that's so important in production. Um, so, yeah, I appreciate that you said that and you noticed that. Thank you, Matt. No problem. I, and I'm not usually very observant. Ah. <laughs> no, he's guaranteed the worst co-host you can have. Like, just everything oh, yeah. flying. Well, apologies to you, but I'm so yeah. sorry. So, wait, is tonight's tonight... Uh, and I, I'm using this very loosely, but was that your start in TV? Like, was that your first start? Oh, okay. So that was your first time in a production environment. Up until then, was it just wanting to be an actress? Yeah, well, you know, I got another story for that. I got many stories. Okay. So um, I I had been working. I, I don't know. I don't know if you guys are familiar. I'm sure that the audience is not familiar. But with the theater degree at uh, University of Central Florida, go Knights. Um, charge you, on. Charge on. Um, you, when you're in a, the theater department, you have to commit a certain amount of hours to working behind the scenes of productions. So you do one semester working as like an usher or doing house management and you do another year working in like a costume department or the tech department. Um, so one year I had decided I wanted to work in the house department and help to manage um, the house opening, the money, um, the tickets, all that stuff. So. I had signed up and I was very upset by someone who was working um, in the department because I felt like I was doing a lot of their work. And um, at, at the school, you get scholarships for through the theater department if you commit to being a certain position within like the house or ushering, like a high, like high tier if you're a student, you can get a scholarship mm -hmm. for being like high tier. And the person that was the high tier, like was not doing anything. She was nowhere to be found. Um, I, I felt like I was kind of running everything and like, I, I still, I got student loans. I got no scholarship out of that. Um, and so I was very, very, very upset. And so I was like, you know, I gotta take a break from this. I have to go take a walk. It was like a one night thing. This all happened on one night. So I was like, mm -hmm. gotta take a break, gotta take a walk. I gotta go because I'm so angry right now. So I left and I was kind of walking around aimlessly around the communications building. And I literally came upon a sign, join tonight's the night email so-and-so and, -so and claim your interest and we start Mondays and I was like oh you know this seems kind of interesting like I would really like to see what happens if I were to reach out to this person so I sent the email they got back to me um gave me all the information I showed up on one day a Monday I actually think Ty and then also our friend Jordan Fayla a guest on the show uh were the mm -hmm. first people I ever met um and yeah I just kind of fell into it and ended up falling in love with with production that's awesome yeah it's it's so cool because it, that, that's a shared experience we all had in in college was working on uh tonight tonight and it's uh -huh. cool that you know everyone kind of got something out of it it wasn't just like a chore or part of the uh curriculum it yeah. was like it, we, we all kind of got more than just you know something to do out of working on that show yeah Very i mean Hollywood. i got like my best friends and i got the experience of getting to work on a show and, and find that passion. So um, yeah, it was, it was great. <laughs> so and I, I've asked this question a few times, but I think you'd have a really interesting answer. What, okay. what, because you don't have, you didn't go into this wanting to be in TV and film and I mean, mm -hmm. not behind the scenes. So mm -hmm. now that you are, and you've had a trajectory and I mean, let's be honest, you're still kind of the early stages of a career, but still you've had enough mm -hmm. of a trajectory to kind of give an interesting input on like, there's a lot of people that want to work in this industry and uh -huh. I'd be interested to hear like, what do you recommend? Um, or I mean, what, what do they need to know essentially? Because I feel like a lot of, 
a lot of kids get surprised by like what this industry actually is versus uh-huh. how it's presented to them in college or how it's presented to them in like, you know, Elf the movie behind the scenes. Will Ferrell's <laughs> having a wacky old time. Yeah. Yeah. So um well I'll first I wanna disclaimer this by saying I don't know if this is what I want to do for the rest of my life I still like on a daily basis have an existential crisis thinking you know what am I contributing to the world by doing this (laughs) um and so I still don't know if this is like where I want to be forever um but I would say you know with my beginnings I think the thing that's really helped me in my career quote-unquote career has been just my directness and assertiveness and like not being afraid to tell people what I want and then proving that 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 I'm worthy to claim those things. Um, I think when I was in college, I was doing a lot of like production assistant stuff outside of uh, doing full-time job or full-time school and then a part-time job. I was just kind of coming, going up to people um, at any networking event or school event or whatever and just saying like, hey, I would be interested in doing this. Can't, could you please allow me to try it and see how how I do and uh a lot of people said yes to me which I was really happy about um I don't know I don't know if you guys are familiar with like Skystorm Productions it's like a big production company in um in Florida Lake Mary Florida and I interned for Mm -hmm. them it was my first big internship well my first internship period but also like I was a production internship nonetheless I would have never thought that that's where I would be but they were like people that really believed in me um and allowed me to uh try out the production thing and after that experience I met a lot of people um in like the professional world and I had said you know you know how I work in this internship you want to see how I work in the professional field like hire me as a production assistant so I did some stuff like PA at Universal Studios I worked on Impractical Jokers um I worked on America's Next Top Model as a PA and then, and that was all like while going to school and, and working at Disney too, as a part, part-time at the castle. Um, and then after that, um, got an internship through a friend, which uh, that's another big thing too, is like networking, keep those connections. Um, I, I remember I had reached out to one of my favorite writers on one of my favorite shows uh, that was on Freeform that is no longer there with Stitchers, RIP, that was a great show. Um, but I reached out <laughs> to the, one of my favorite writers from there on Instagram and I, I kind of, you know, quote unquote, like, picked his brain as the young kids like to say to to try and find out ways to get jobs Um, I picked his brain and kind of just said you know how like what are your what what would you say kind of helps you get where you are and he said don't consider networking like a way to get a job think it of as making friends and Mm -hmm. I was like that's a really good way to think about it so I've kept a lot of my connections and they're my friends and luckily through one of my friends I was able to get an internship in New York and I, I moved out to New York. And then after that, um, just kind of, you know, trying, trying, trying any any job that would pop up, uh, applying. And I also joined some organizations. Like there's one in, in on the East and West Coast called the Junior Hollywood Radio and Television Society. Um, I joined mm-hmm. them. And that's actually how I got my first job. Uh, it was through a Facebook group that they have with jobs. And Jordan Fiala, who we've talked about in the past, one of the guests, he sent oh, yeah. the job to me. Um, and was like, hey, you should apply for this. And I did. And I ended up getting it. And that's like where I started with the executive assistant. So yeah, long story short, I would say networking is really important. Just making those connections, keeping those friends, checking in occasionally, and then also just being direct. And if you want something, um, just ask for it and show that you you are worthy of it. Because I feel like some people will overlook you unless you are you come up to them and say, this is what I want. Mm-hmm. 
So that's my wow. advice. <laughs> that's great advice. And I'll tell you, I'm sitting here like, I should be writing this down. Fortunately, <laughs> we're recording it and I can listen back. Yeah, you can listen back. So I, and <laughs> like, I was, that works for me. Things like different things work for everybody. But you know, if you find that something, if you find that what you're doing now is, isn't working for you, like you can just try a different approach and may, and see if, mm -hmm. if that's better. Um, but you know, different things work for different people and we'll see, but that, that's the advice I can give. <laughs> great. So, so you, yeah, thank you. you. You said you're not where you want to be right now. Like, uh -huh. and I know this is going to be kind of like a tough question because I, I think all, all three of us can attest to the fact that like, it's hard to know where we fully want to go. You know, uh -huh. there's always on the peripherals, you have a rough idea of like, oh, that would be really cool. But until yeah. I'm in that environment, I don't fully know if I want to be there. Uh -huh. So feel free to like do what you will with this question. But uh -huh. where do you want to go? Like what, what would be kind of an end goal for you mm -hmm. well i've it, excuse me sorry it's been kind of tricky for me a lot lately because i feel like i've been kind of just go 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 for the longest time i've never really had the time to pause and like think about what i want for my future when you're like a little kid it's so easy to know what you want to be like you're so you're so knowing like i want to be a ballet dancer or i want to yeah. train dolphins or anything and now that i'm an adult i'm like you know i like to work for disney but i also love to act but also i love kids so like a teacher is cool and and i have all these thoughts going through my head um and you know we're lucky that we can have we're young like we can have so many opportunities but also it can be so hard because you can only pick really just one um i mean there are some people that are able to do it all and i don't know how they do it. i'm still trying to figure it out um yeah but I, so far, I'm trying to just pick one thing that I'm really passionate about to go for. Um, and I'm the kind of person that, like, if I know what I want, I will go for it. I will do, like, anything in my power to, like, go for it. But with my career, I don't know what I want. So I'm, like, not able to figure out how I want to go for it because I don't know what I want. But so far, what I'm thinking is I would really like to work in, like, social media, um, like, doing short-form content stuff for YouTube or Instagram um, and I would love to work for like a kids or teen or young adult network like Freeform or Nickelodeon and just make like fun, cute little videos for them on their digital platforms um, that that are quick, uh, will keep kids' attention really, really easily, but are also fun and you get to like, like uh, introduce the IP of the of the brands into the, mm -hmm. the, um, the product, but you don't have to commit to this whole long form thing. Cause I also, like I said, I, I there's so many things I want to do. And like, that is inclusive of just my job in general. Like I, I don't think I could do long form because I would have to focus on one series for a long period of time. And I would want to bounce from idea, idea, idea. So that's what I want to do so far. Um, I've also dabbled with doing like social media for, um, for like trap, like travel, like discover Los Angeles or something, just cause mm -hmm. I, I really love to explore the places that I live and I'm really passionate about, um, just all the cool things that you can do in cities like New York and Los Angeles. So I would love to work for a company like that. Um, just promoting the different businesses, museums, restaurants, whatever on social media. So yeah, I, I think social media or digital something just, I'm not sure where. Yeah. And that, that field is like exponentially growing. Yeah. It's, which it's is really popping. cool. <laughs> it, it totally. And, and I, one of the things I, I think is really cool about it is the idea that, you know, because it is short form, like you'll, you'll make something, obviously you put everything you have into it, uh -huh. but if it doesn't hit, 
you just move on to the next one. Uh-huh. You know, it's like it's like it's sort of like playing playing, you know, playing hockey or playing baseball. It's like you might lose a game, but you have another one, you know, in a couple of days or the next day. Yeah. Um where you can kind of try and redeem yourself. That's something when I look at like directors and stuff, I'm like they make one movie every like 5 years and they yeah. put everything they have into it. And if it if it just completely you know, tanks. Uh-huh. It's like that five years, you, you're just like, well, what was I doing? With with stuff like social media or podcasting, you know, if you have a clunker, then, you know, you just go, all right, you know what? You learn from it and you just make the next one and yeah, kind of just build follow off of up it. the next. Yeah. And I, and I think that prod, that idea of like focusing on, on one project before moving on to another is such a big thing and something that I have such a huge problem with. Not like I have a problem with it, but me personally, I, I am the problem. Um, because I, I went to the networking event and I had talked to a couple, a group of girls and I was like, you know, I, I just feel like there's so much I want to do, but I, I know that I'm the kind of person that if I focus on one thing that I really want, I'm going to, it's like going to happen for me. But if I don't, then like, I just don't know where I am. And then the girl was like, well, why don't you just focus on one project and then move on to the next? And I was like, you know, that makes so much sense. <laughs> I want to do, I don't do so much, but sometimes it's okay to just do one thing and do it well. Yeah. And then do yeah, the next thing. What a novel thing. idea. So, you know, we're, we learn, we learn, we grow. That's right. <laughs> now, now to change gears here, uh, we did have Jordan Uh-oh. on, on the oh, last yes. show. We had Jordan, uh, you know, Jordan very well. I um, do. Here, here's the thing. He told us a story and it, it kind of took a little bit, you know, it was pulling teeth with him. You know, Jordan, he's always trying to avoid, avoid it. But he said that he wanted to watch out with you because you had all these like embarrassing stories of him. And he was like, but I'll beat her to the punch. And we're like, OK, so we, we're, we let him have, tell his story, his embarrassing uh-huh. story. And it's, you know, a pigeon punked him out. He, he got scared off by a pigeon. He, mm-hmm. he claims that's like his most embarrassing story. Now, see, we have a culture here at Ty and Matt where... Every guest we have inevitably kind of shits on the previous guest. Yeah, it's very toxic, no. but it's still yeah, a it's culture. very toxic. Yeah. So, look, look, it's not necessarily shitting on Jordan. It's just more of like he kind of invited a challenge because I'm interested. Uh-huh. Is 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 him yeah. getting punked out by a pigeon really the most embarrassing thing that has happened, or is, is there maybe a string of embarrassing things? I mean, let's put it all out there: harsh breakups, you know, maybe any of it. Uh huh. Um, yeah, I'm not really good at, uh, coming up with things on the spot. So I don't know uh, if I can really, like, <laughs> I don't know if I can really think of anything this, more This is the money-making part of this podcast. So, I mean, if I you know. just... I know, yeah, this, this is why people tune in. Who cares about yeah, that Yeah, it's, it's how we get the downloads. Um, I would say, I mean, honestly, though, I, I'm sorry, Jordan, but the pigeon thing was, it's really funny. Because it wasn't just one pigeon thing, it was, like, multiple pigeon things. Wait, whoa, 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 there's multiple... There's multiple pigeon things. Because, okay, so pigeons are scary. <laughs> and oh, oh, pigeons tell me. do not care about anything like when you're in new york when you're in times square pigeons will lay on the floor they will sit on the floor and people will have to walk around them that that is those are the those are those cre- these these are creatures that we share this planet with um and and so on on multiple occasions walking through through the big apple with jordan faella um you know a pigeon and i think that they go after him on purpose i think that they know they're scared they're like halloween horror night actors they like see that you're scared so they want to come to you and i think yeah. that's how pigeons are with jordan um so you know we'll be just like walking around new york and um and a pigeon will swoop down 
like towards Jordan, like going for a piece of pizza or something on the on the ground. And like I I like swear to you, he almost jumped in my arms. He had like a leg up, about to jump into my arms. Like a, you like said a it was very Scooby Shaggy, Shaggy yeah. jump into Scooby Doo arm kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it happened like multiple times. Um, and then also, uh, we we went we actually we went and we visited Utah and caught in colonies, good friend colonies, um, in Washington D.C. And when we were there, th- those those pigeons are worse because the the ones in New York at least will like not they they'll like they'll come after stuff. But I don't think that they want you to be their victim. I think that they're just mm-hmm. trying to survive. But in Washington, D.C., the bird, like, Jordan was carrying a plate of food. And a bird swooped down and, like, grabbed a chicken tender from his plate while he was holding it. Like, he felt a wing brush his face. Oh, God. And, and I don't, I honestly don't know if it was a pigeon or not. Uh, just birds in general don't like Jordan Fiala. They... <laughs> They're the worst. But I, 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 yeah, it was, oh God. The, I would say that, the, so I, I mean, I don't know if those are embarrassing. I, I think it's more just like you pray for Jordan because the, yeah. the birds, they will get him. <laughs> pray, love, no fun intended. He, he tried to pass it off as like a one-time outlier incident. And I just love how like, oh, so the truth comes out. Yeah, no, there were multiple bird things. Multiple bird things. Yeah, but I mean, in his defense, like birds are, birds are rough. Like well, birds you are thought creepy. getting a job was hard. <laughs> Try being around birds. They suck. I, I hate. I. It's come up many times on this podcast. I'm. A, I'm legitimately afraid of birds. And really? every time I hear these stories, it just reaffirms. Yeah, <laughs> it just reaffirms this fear, which uh-huh. is called ornithophobia. It has a name. It's recognized by the. I guess that'd be the psychological community. <laughs> well, well, while we're it's on the phobia. topic. That's right. Exactly. It's got it's got the suffix. It's official. While we're on the topic of animals, you mentioned birds. I hate birds. Mm-hmm. But before we started this show, you mentioned an experience with the animals I love. My favorite. Yes. You have experience with apes. I do. That blew my mind. I can't believe I didn't know this. Yeah. Okay. So, so can, yeah. I'll tell how you. did it? How did that come about? So um, the our alma mater, good old UCF, charge on. Um, they, they do this thing called alternative, the alternative spring break program where, Mm -hmm. um, instead of, instead of going to hang out with one group of apes, your family, you go and hang out with another, (laughs) or there's other projects too that you can do, but I chose to go to the, um, center for great apes, which Mm -hmm. I don't remember the exact place, like the exact town it was in, but it was like somewhere up near like plant city, Florida or Tampa. Um, so went there visited there for a week uh with a group of other ucf um nights and when we were there charge on um while we were (laughs) there we were uh just kind of helping to uh beautify the the space we were cleaning up trash we were helping to um make food for the apes um i I mean it was essentially just like gardening and helping make food so that was mostly Mm -hmm. what we did um so yeah, I would. We had some experience with uh, orangutans, which th- personally, those are my. F- that's my favorite ape is the orangutan. They're very sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, they and I. I don't know how true this is. Like they might be making this stuff up just to like see more interesting. But they were saying like the tang orangutan was there because like okay, really? like essentially what the center was was it was a way for uh, orang- great apes within like entertainment 
or that had been taken away from like testing facilities for like makeup and beauty products. Um, mm-hmm. They were moved, they were taken from that like toxic environment and moved into essentially like a, a retirement home for them. Okay. Um, so like they had like the, t- like the tang orangutang and like, uh, like a bunch of orangutangs from circus and, um, and the orangutangs are my favorite. They're very sweet. Um, the tang orangutang actually was obsessed with me and kept like following me around, um, in his little, con- in like his little containment, he would, um, climb all over his, um, his fence and like follow me throughout the, the center. And then he would just like sit and watch me. And then there was this one orangutan named Mari who had lost both her limbs when she was a baby because her mother was in a testing facility for like beauty products and had pulled her arms out out of stress. Oh my um, and so she lived without arms and it was incredible. Like she only used her legs to do anything, but she was so smart. Like I had, I was talking to one of my, um, one of my friends who I was on the trip with and I was like, and they were giving the animals bags of food that we had made for them. And I was looking at her and I was, and I turned to my friend and said, I wonder what they, what they gave Mari to eat. And then she opened her mouth and showed me like she understood what I was oh, saying. Wow. Um, and then there was one orangutan that like knew how to do sign language so it was like that was incredible i love the orangutans now the chimpanzees the chimpanzees no thank you i hate chimpanzees really they are bullies and then i know i told you this earlier (laughs) matt but bubbles michael jackson's chimpanzee was there meanest chimpanzee i've ever (laughs) i mean not that i've met many but yeah me like they will pee on you they will throw mud and dirt at you and like food and stuff. They well, let's hate. hope it's mud and dirt. Let's, yeah, let's be honest right? about that. Let's yeah, hope it's it's a little smelly, but you know, definitely mud <laughs> and dirt, I guess. Um, yeah, no, they're chimpanzees are mean. They are so mean. So, I mean, I'm a big animal lover. I say, you know, yeah. I don't think any animal should ever be in like a, a facility for like testing for beauty products and stuff. I have my own animal here, but I don't know. Like chimpanzees, I feel the same way, but still, they're mean. <laughs> they're mean. Yeah. Oh, it was horrible. Yeah. So, oh, and yeah, that's my, that's my coolest story about uh, Bubbles, Michael Jackson's chimpanzee is just he threw pee and the uh, questionably mud, maybe something else at me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was just, yeah. I was just, I was cleaning up after him and that's, this is how yeah. it treats me. Hey, but that is celebrity ape waste <laughs> yeah. that you were cleaning up. I should have kept some. I could have sold it online. That, he, that's a moonwalking, camera hating uh, chimpanzee. <laughs> And imagine, oh my God, let's hope they don't teach Bubbles sign language. Oh yeah. Because oh, yeah, who, the stories that, that ape has, yep, yep. I don't know if the world's ready for them. Me neither. <laughs> the things well, a chimpanzee can see, I I don't know. I'd like to see it. How old is, wait, how old is Bubbles? Old. That's a good question. Yeah. Michael Jackson had him in the 80s and I don't think he was that old at the time. There's a lot of good videos of him. He's very cute. He wore clothes. Uh-huh. That matched Michael Jackson's. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, they're so he's got to be, but they're evil. Yeah, he's got to be in his late thirties. Yeah, I, think. I would 30s. say yeah for like chimpanzee, pretty old. I mean, I honestly I don't know what the chimpanzee to human age ratio is like, or I yeah. like I don't know what the equivalent is to like a hundred year old for a human. Yeah, if there's like a a, a dog year kind of match yeah 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 chimpanzees. But, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I could probably. You know, I'm I'm sitting in front of a computer. I could probably Google that right now. I like I like the I like to. the ignorance of it. I just would rather kind of like keep yeah. the guessing game. I'm gonna say well, fifty. I would okay. say eighty. God damn it! Okay, sixty. Okay. I'll change my answer right now. Okay, wait. I'm gonna 
I'm going to split the difference. I'm going to say 67 oh. and a third. Why did you do that math in your head? No, I'm horrible at math. I just kind of guessed. I think that's right towards the middle, though. Yeah, I don't know. But I, I'm guessing old. Yeah. So so we'll make this an, a, like an interactive part of the podcast. Now, listeners, because I can't imagine anyone hears this and then doesn't wonder what the real answer is. Uh, now you can Google it for yourself and then you're like a part of the podcast. Yeah. yeah wow. t- Tweet us the with answer. the right answer. Tell us who got I love it right. That. Yeah. yeah and, it's know, like t- a learning experience. To tie it back to uh, Viacom, it's like Dora the Explorer or Blue's Clues. And then, by the way, Dora the Explorer, that new movie that came out was actually really good. Was it really? Yeah. I don't mean to promote my own company or anything, but like, no, good no, movie. no. It's really mean, it's, funny. You we're did all, just promote your own company. It. It, just, it just happened. I, yeah. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I did. Just with such quality content being pumped out across so many different channels, it's hard not to I know. love all the great stuff that Viacom is doing. Is this part yeah, of the process of becoming like an L.A. sellout? Is that what we're getting right now? Yeah, you just like <laughs> brag about everything that you're doing. Okay. So, yeah, I feel like I've, already, I've been doing that this whole time. I also think part of being an L.A. sellout is like, when someone tells you what they're doing, you're like, oh my God, that's so awesome. I'm happy for you. But inside you're like, that bastard like yeah. getting angry i mean i honestly feel like i, I like that all the time but it, it <laughs> on, like i feel like when i was in new york like the culture was worse in terms of like the entertainment culture because i feel mm-hmm. like you i would go to these networking events and when you talk to these people like they don't they don't care about what you're doing they just want to like brag about like what you're doing or like what they're doing really? they're like oh i do this and that i work for this person men did that and i, I don't care but when you're in LA, and like I think people in LA are doing it because like they want to have their listening ears on to see if like you say anything that they might be interested in. They're like, oh, oh, yeah. you work for that person, well. But they they like they're more interested in what you you are doing and and more interested mm-hmm. in in the kind of stuff that that you're working on rather than bragging about what they do themselves. But I've only been here since May. <laughs> <laughs> still learning. I'm still learning. Well, I I see where. Uh... We're going to be cutting it close on time here. Mahaley, mm-hmm. do you have anything you'd like to plug? Um, I, I mean, I have an Instagram. It's just my mm-hmm. name, at Mahaley. Uh, and I'm really proud of it because it's all very aesthetically pleasing. Uh, I kind of tend to keep the same colors oh, for everything. Like, very yeah. Typical um, LA that's, person. That's smart. Yeah, it's very important. Um, but, you know, <laughs> other than that, no, not really anything else. Yeah, just follow me on Instagram. I'm Haley. Get to see cool Imp- little adventures that I go on throughout all these big cities. Impressive that you got that handle. Yeah, I know. I, you know, my name is one in a million, so it's very yeah. easy to find. Uh, it's not easy to find keychains with my name on it, but it sure is heck no. is easy to find social media yeah. handles. Sweet, sweet handle for social media, but you never find novelty license plates. Nope, unfortunately. Got to get those pre-made. <laughs> yeah. That's a shame. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Mahaley, for joining yes, us. Yeah. Mahaley, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Bye. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, how? Oh, my God. We're hilarious. That's, that is hands down hilarious. the best one. That's it. That's as funny as this, oh my this God. pod has gotten. Oh, my God. We honestly, we should just quit. I mean... But also, maybe not. Maybe not. We shouldn't do that. We shouldn't. Can, all that with, you know, all the dead weight of Mahaley. And we still did all of that. <laughs> Dude, we can we carry a show or can we carry a show? Oh, man. Oh, okay. Let, let me. Oh, okay. All right. all right. Hey, we do have we do have something. Um, 
uh, we kind of left on a cliffhanger last time. Oh. Because Hurricane Dorian Her- yes. was uh, barreling upon me. And obviously, I'm on this podcast. I survived. Well, you wrote about it on uh, Matt Regal Files. I did. My blog. You're the village idiot w- that went to Orlando. Yeah. Well, that was barreling yeah. towards you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I dove right in the path. Yeah. Like the, uh, what's the the bodyguard movie or the one, you know, dive in front of the bullet? Oh, I don't know. We'll just put any generic action film in there. That probably yeah, just had, any movie yeah. ever. Well, I'll yeah. just say The Matrix. Fuck it. Sure. Except the bullet curved away from me. and Then it is like know. The Matrix. Exactly. Incredible. Um, so, yeah. Well, I was spared, of course. There was havoc wreaked upon the Bahamas. Um, fortunately for us, we had our uh, weather correspondent there. Yeah, Jordan Fiella. We did, you know, a, a lot of people avoided sending their crews out into the middle of it. Um, yes. I just want everyone to know that Ty and Matt doesn't go by that philosophy. We, we really no. wanted to get the most authentic, uh, you know, news, the most authentic updates of it. Um, so we're, we're going to we, we sent Jordan out to the Abaco Islands. You know, he had his little handy recorder, you know, yep. really doing some impressive stuff. So we're going to this is going to yeah. be the premiere. Uh, I mean, I haven't exactly. even heard it yet either. No. So, uh, yeah. I, um, Matt, can you play the clip for us? Yes, I can. Yeah. That was really something. Uh, yeah. Wow. You, we're, we're becoming the vice of podcasts. Yeah, that was very authentic. We're just sending our employees into dangerous places for, for like little payoff. Not much of a payoff. No. Um, but yeah, good job, Jordan. Yeah, really good job. Um, it's really great because, uh, I mean, essentially all of this for Jordan amounts to about what I think one college credit, uh, which yep. is really important. It- yeah, it's an internship. Yeah, so it is a fair trade-off. You know, he's getting a lot of valuable experience. Um, I can't remember if he was really supposed to be our weather correspondent. I don't really remember what he interviewed for, but it's great that he's doing it, you know? Yes. and uh, That sometimes happens. You interview for one thing, you get a completely different gig. Which uh, leads me to the next part, uh, which is going to be our, yeah. our plugs for this. And My first plug oh. is uh, if you've seen Jordan Fiella, um, if you could just, like, message us on Twitter or DM us on Instagram. Uh, it's been a while since he's been back to the yeah the old Time Matt Studios. Um, we have his recorder. We do, obviously, but um, we do. No one's seen him in New York. Uh, I certainly haven't seen him in Atlanta, <laughs> uh, nor um, Pennsylvania or Orlando. I've been two places. Yeah, you know, I haven't seen him in either it's one. It's just you call him straight to voicemail. Um, yeah. So I don't know uh, if you guys have seen him. Oh, well. Just you know, maybe send us a message. Get get a picture, maybe. Yeah. Visual proof is always helpful. Um, or, you know what you could do? You could tweet the show. Oh. At Ty and Matt Show on Twitter and Instagram. Or if they want to send you a message, Ty, where do they go? Well, you can find me at Ty.Colgate on Instagram. You can find me on Twitter at TyColgate. Uh, and you can finally find me in any shitty dive bar slinging terrible jokes. Um Nice. Or five paces in every other Thursday, including yeah. this one, uh, or not this one, no, the next one, 26th, the 26th of September, 9 p.m., five paces in, fifth place comedy show. That sounds awesome. Yeah. For me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt underscore Regal, okay. and you can find the ramblings of a madman on my blog, www w.themattregalfiles.blogspot.com. Ah. Mm, 
top blog spot. You know, it's like it's I like know, one of those sucks. things where it's like you're you're really excited until you like you notice the asterisk and you're like, ah, okay. Yeah, you, you think you're done, and then there's just that ugly detour you got to take through Blogspot Country to get it, to the end of the It's URL. like car shopping. It's like, wow, that's a great. I'll take it, and then you get to the end of the process, and you're like, wait, how did you add five thousand more dollars to this? How did you add another yes. dot and another word to this URL right now? Yeah. Wait, how much are those floor mats? Ah, do I need them? Can we take them out? Yeah, no. I yeah. mean, that's fine. I, honestly, I do uh, highly recommend it because, like I was saying. Riveting stuff on being a complete asshole and flying back to Thanks. Florida while a hurricane yeah. is barreling towards them. Um, it's what I do. But thank God you're back. Uh, and I guess, you know, the do your homework segment will be uh, just find Jordan, you know, wherever he is. Yeah. It's not like we're not necessarily worried. It's just it's hard to get an intern to go into those kinds of situations. We feel s- somewhat responsible. Somewhat. Not completely. Yeah. I mean, not at all. Yeah, responsible is a heavy-handed word. I wouldn't say responsible. Yeah. I would just say that, like, you know, sometimes you just don't want to do the whole work of interviewing people all over again. Uh, yeah. Getting this whole process started over. Cause and plus, y- y- yeah, I agree with you 100%. And it's also sort of like when you watch a TV series and you you are kind of like, you, you stop watching it, but then you're kind of like, I wonder how that ended. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's how I'm feeling. It's like Dexter. And I did buy him lunch and he kind of want my eight dollars back yeah but we'll end it on a good note yeah i don't have the good note i was hoping you were gonna save me on that one no i don't have one either this is where we can do that shitty joke where you're like hey g note and then maybe you play like a g note on your guitar oh i could do that do you oh you have your yeah yeah here we go right here here we go i'll i'll do i'll one up it not just a g note a g chord with that, ladies and gentlemen, good night. Bye.